In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Hey, welcome to the special edition of the 300th episode of the Garlic Marketing Show. This one is just part of a larger video that we put together on, on YouTube. We wrote an article on LinkedIn, and this is one segment, it's a little more expanded, but if you wanna see all of it all together, just make sure to go over to our Story Cruise LinkedIn and check out the entire video. Plus, of course, make sure to subscribe. We're gonna be pushing a lot of these videos out and doing a lot more great marketing information and stories now in this new season of the Garlic Marketing Show. Welcome back to the 300th episode edition of the Garlic Marketing Show. I keep wanting to say 300th anniversary. That would be weird if I had 300 years of podcasting. But um, this one, I've got an incredible guest. He is the co-founder of Smart Sites. We're going to talk about how to increase your effectiveness through safety. It's a super, super important topic right now. But before we get started with Alex, this is brought to you by storycruise.com. You know, one of the best ways to improve the performance of your website, improve performance of any campaign is through video case stories. Whether you want them done or do them yourself, go to storycruise.com slash case story to learn more. Alex Mellon, and I, it is Mellon, correct? I, I, I was yes. guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Founder of Smart Sites, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, Alex is going around talking to big companies like Mercedes, you know, doing a lot of speaking events. So I'm really excited to get him on and talk to you about, you know, about websites and performance um, and safety. But before we get started, I want to say that if you go to smartsites.com, I think you have one of the better reviews and testimonial pages out there. It's, <laughs> I think you guys have done a, a great, great job with this. And I want to ask you, how did you come about this was it is it testing or you're like hey this is what we know people are looking for because it's a fantastic example and obviously fantastic work you've done yeah thank you thank you um so i started the company a little bit over 10 years ago uh with with my younger brother and we kind of brought together a lot of uh a lot of very complementary uh skill sets we had so at the time i was working at publicis where i was setting up digital for samsung for a little bit and then walmart for the the rest of my three-year tenure there so um, doing really cool things. Uh, at the time, Walmart was the biggest digital advertiser in the U.S. They, they, they still might be because they just are so big and they spend so much on marketing that even though digital was like the lowest total pull back then, like below billboards, they would spend like less, like digital was like an afterthought. They used digital to drive in-store sales. That's that's how bottom the totem pole. And that was enough to, I would go to Yahoo and like buy out all their inventory. Um, so we're doing really cool wow. things. And and it was it was interesting to me that, uh, there was really a disconnect between the enterprise grade digital marketing that was going on there versus what the small, medium sized businesses were doing. They just didn't have the kind of skill set and technology and everything being applied for them. Um, and then at the same time, my, my brother uh, ran a SEO company. So he was doing a lot of SEO for even enterprise clients at the time. 
Uh, so we kind of brought it all together and, and focused on helping small and medium-sized businesses succeed online. That's, that's literally our goal. Everything from making the website, uh, SEO, pay-per-click, everything except video. You're, you're, uh, I'll leave the video to you. Uh, everything except video we, we do. Um, and it's, it's just worked very well. Our reputation, uh, obviously, if you, aside from even our website, if you Google around Smart Sites Reviews, uh, we take our reputation very seriously. And it's one of our primary focuses. Uh, our, our goal above anything else is to really help uh, small, medium-sized businesses succeed digitally. And you would think in, in, uh, in 2021, that's pretty much all set already, but surprisingly, a lot of uh, businesses are still not. Um, I think this whole, uh, the whole COVID thing will push digital even more so than uh, it, it's been before. It, it really, um, it caused tremendous growth across the entire digital industry that probably would have taken half a decade. Uh, but there's still a lot of businesses out there that are not doing digital, are not doing it correctly, are not doing it well. They made their website 12 years ago and are still running <laughs> it. There, there's you'd be surprised that that there's still there's still. Let me put it this way: there's still a lot of people out there to help. <laughs> yes, no, I know. I get so frustrated because, like, when I want services and stuff too, I'm like, I go to the website and I'm like. I'm having this problem across the board with contractors, with healthcare for, for myself. And I'm like, your website's impossible to use. I can't contact you. There's not an easy way to contact you. And when I do contact you, no one responds. And then you're not, you know, and then I go someplace and I don't, I see that they don't have a Facebook pixel on there. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's, it's surprising. Uh, Mother's Day just passed. For Mother's Day, I, I called up a uh, lo local uh, sushi place. And um, I was going to place an order and I was like, do you have a menu somewhere online that I could see? And he's like, hey, I go to the website. So I go to the website and the menu there is something completely different. And I start reading it off to him. He's like, oh, yeah, that's our old menu from 10 years ago before we changed oh our God. name, before I changed everything. I'm like, great. So how do I see the new menu? He's like, well, you could sub by or I could read it off to you. So imagine like <laughs> someone reading off like a sushi restaurant menu to you. I'm like, well, that's that's an interesting way of doing business. So it's it, there's still um, it's still it's still a lot I think to get everyone to a certain level. I, I think we need to create like a minimum like level of so some kind of standard in the digital space. Just because consumers are are getting less and less patient, right? Like we yep. uh, helped by Amazon, of course. Everyone expects everything to be frictionless, uh, everything to be easy, one click purchases, things like that. So. Um, I, I think there's there's certainly a lot more opportunities out there. That's that's why as a as a company we we continue to grow. Um, we're now in six countries, uh, almost 200 full time employees, uh, in 5,000 fast in the fastest growing list. The fourth year in a row will be a fifth year now this year. So definitely definitely a lot of opportunity. Nice. I, just looking at all the reviews, I, I'm impressed with that. And also that you pay attention to your online reputation. Cause I think that so many businesses feel they think it's just the website. I'm like, no, it's what people Google when they see, it, you know, it's so critical, you know, before we get into the safety part, since I have you on, since you're building so many websites, since you've done it so well, what's the one thing that you've big change that maybe that you've done in websites and website development over the past year, or that you've seen that, you know, is a, a trend that people should pay attention to. Yeah, so good question. Um, what's happened in the last year? Um, I think is always everything is moving towards being faster, uh, loading better, loading the same across every single device, no matter what device you're on. Google themselves have been pushing it. The core, the core vital metrics are supposed to roll out. Actually, I think 
this week, uh, but just got pushed back. So I, I think that continues to uh, be very, very important as it has been. Um, mobile, I, I remember when I was uh, still a publicist, there was a lot, and this was 10 to 13 years ago. Um, every year I was there was like the year of mobile, right? It was like, uh, I don't know if you remember those years, like this, yeah. this is the year. And we, as, as, a, as, a, as a company, as a company, publicists uh, subscribed to a lot of third party uh, surveys and studies that tracked app usage. So they're like this year, app, average person now has 50 naps. That's it. This is going to be the year. So eventually it crept up on us, right? And not only is mobile important, uh, and, and then we entered the, the years of mobile first, uh, um, uh, it becomes more and more important. It, of course, it's industry specific, but um, I think that, of course, continues to be a priority. And not only should you be designing for mobile and designing for mobile first, but in case someone is on a different type of mobile device, a tablet, a desktop, a laptop, um, all the experiences need to be the same. It needs to be frictionless. You, you can't have consumer confusion. Um, and I think if, if uh, COVID pushed anything uh, in the last year is that consumers expect a lot more flexibility. Um, in, in the mm -hmm. auto space, for example, it used to be if you wanted to buy a car, right, you'd walk into a dealership, you would, you would buy a car, you go to the website, maybe to look up the address, right? Like yeah. you're not, you're, how much interaction were you doing on the website? <laughs> now these days, especially first of all, here in New York City, dealerships close, right? They weren't allowed to be open. So all of a sudden, there's a, a, literally no other way to do it. So um, everyone had to react very quick. Uh, but if you think about it these days, as a consumer, if you were to want to purchase a car right now, right? Um, you expect a lot of flexibility and options and be able to do different ways. Uh, maybe you want to go to a dealership, maybe you want to touch the car, but maybe you're one of those people that are still a little hesitant and you'd rather do it over the phone, or maybe you want to do it over live chat uh, on the website. Uh, before COVID, there was almost never a case where people would be discussing financial deals on the car, like leases, financing over text or live chat, right? They, would, they just wouldn't be, that's like an in-person thing. The dealership yeah. wouldn't do it. The dealer, you'd say, well, how much, how much is the lease for this? And it'd be like, come in and we'll discuss it. Uh, now as a consumer, you expect that you expect to be given an option to, <laughs> to text, to live chat, to email. Um, you expect the, the salesperson to be able to give you a virtual tour of the car while you're sitting at home. Same in real estate, right? Virtual tours are huge. Now you expect the realtor to be walking around the iPad. So, uh, it's not necessarily a web design development kind of functionality, but, uh, the big push is towards flexibility. And it's, it's both from the way the website presents it and operationally, I think businesses have to be at have to adapt to to be a lot more flexible. I, well, I agree. I agree completely. It's it's amazing to me. I have there's been several things like I was mentioning. I'm like, hey, I want to spend five to ten thousand dollars with you. Send me the information. I will send you the money. And they have no. They're like, no, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the businesses that are gonna lose customers, right? And the the the, the ones that are very agile to move and offer flexibility and. No matter how the consumer approaches them, we haven't done that before, but we can make it work. This is how we'll do it. That's that's yeah. what you have to do. That's and the consumers expect it now, right? They didn't expect it pre-COVID, right? If I call the dealership pre-COVID, let's say I call a Porsche dealership pre-COVID and be like, oh, I really want that 911. I'm so John Doe, but can you give me 3D videos of it? Can you walk me around on Zoom while I look at it? Like they would laugh at me. Um, so it's it's I think that's that's been a big change uh, with very quick change with so usually 
usually consumer behaviors don't change that quick, especially no. on a national level, maybe regionally, but to, for it to move so quickly, like, come on, like online shopping had a huge jump. I had, I had a slide I presented somewhere. I don't know if I have it all. here. Here I have it. Um, US e-commerce penetration. So what percent of overall, e uh, overall US commerce is done online? So uh, I'll just read it off for you. 2015, it was 12%. 2016, it was 13. 2017, it was 14. 2018, it was 14 and a half. 2019, it was 16. So that's where we were going. Q1 2020, 33%. 33% wow. of all commerce was done online in the US. Um, that's 10 years growth that you, like, like happened like that. You have, you have, uh, like, uh, you have, you have my grandma who's doing Instacart grocery delivery. Yeah. Right? How long would <laughs> have that taken without COVID? That, that was been for sure half a decade, if not more. I know my, I mean, my, my six year old is like now seven, you know, he's, he's like, Oh dad, I just need to go in this breakout room and zoom and do this and zoom. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. you know, and, and, and what, six months before no one even knew what, I mean, we knew what zoom was, but that was about it. It's amazing. And you know, but this segues perfectly into what we're going to talk about to do that. You have to make the, the consumer feel safe too. Why do we need to make them feel safe? And then what are the key ways of doing that? Yeah. So good question. So uh, it's, it was interesting to see all of this play out in the last year and a half. And we work with thousands of uh, businesses in every single industry. And really the, the thread between all of it is, uh, was, and continues to be um, consumers uh, really uh, having safety as top of mind. Um, if you look at even, uh, so Google gives you tons of data publicly and we get a lot of data privately, but Google trends, you can look at, right. Uh, it's a public tool. Google trends will show you search volume for things, uh, searches that have the word safe to in them, like safe to travel, safe to go to a restaurant, safe to eat went up 10,000%, like literally 10,000%. And not only that, it hasn't gone down. Um, it continues to be like, it went down a little bit, but still mostly flat and, uh, searches include a top search. So this is the, the top searches um, Q1 of this year. So this is not even peak COVID. This is already tail end. Uh, safe, to, uh, safe to fly, safe to travel, safe to drink, safe to order food, safe to go out, safe to eat, safe to walk, safe wow. to use, safe to buy, safe to stay, safe to swim, safe to play. It's um, amazing. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, that's been consistent across every industry and it's been con consistent across every country, which very rarely happens. Literally yeah. the top of mind for every person uh, pretty much on this planet for the last year and a half was, is it safe to do this thing? Um, as a business owner, you really have to be cognitive of that, that that's the consumer mindset. Like, let's say, Let's say you're uh, you're a swimming pool, right? My my kids my kids go to swim, so it's for, for me an easy example. Um, you're a swimming pool during COVID. How do you get consumers to go back in there, right? Do yep. they, they don't they don't even know if it's safe? It doesn't seem safe, right? You're not swimming with a mask on. I, I could tell you that much. Um, <laughs> so, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of perceptions uh, you really have to overcome and a lot of consumer consumer anxiety on safety. And, and it has to be as a business, um, it has to be top of mind. You really have to tell the consumer why it's safe to interact with your business and what measures you're taking to making it safe. And you need to do that before they reach out and ask you, because by the time they're already asking you, it might be a little too late. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And if they're asking you, 
that means they've been thinking about it and they've asked Google for the past three months and haven't been able to find their answer. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, so from a technical standpoint, what are some of the best ways to approach this? Because I'm, I'm, I'm always, always of the opinion to, you know, like when we've done marketing, dental marketing, I'm always like, don't show extracted teeth. When you're doing a lot of this, don't show needles. Don't show the thing that's causing the problem. Show the result. Um, and, you know, when I saw everyone going COVID alert, COVID alert on their website, I'm like, I can't imagine this is helping conversion rates. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what do you find as best practices for doing that without scaring people? Yeah, so good question. So I would not do COVID alert, but I have seen a lot of those across. I've, I've seen it on like Fortune 500 companies, like in red, literally, I think yeah. COVID alert, I would say, right? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, no, you don't want to associate your brand with COVID. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's ways to do it uh, correctly. I literally did a two hour session just on the safety stuff at the small business expo. And the three pillars I talked about there was number one, relieve anxiety. So mm. literally you want to make it as not stressful as possible for people to interact with your business. So maybe COVID alert isn't the right way to approach it. That'll probably <laughs> increase anxiety a little bit. Right. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, maybe you put a notice at the top of your website saying we value your safety and then you click it and there's more information on what's being done. Uh, number two, support and uplift. So you want to be as supportive as possible. You don't want to be like, if, if, if someone approaches you and says, Oh, I'm not comfortable paying for this in person. Is there another way I could do it? You, you shouldn't be like, no, that's the only way we do it. Sorry, that's it. Um, COVID is over already. I don't care. This is the way you do it, right? You want to, yeah. as, as a business, as a brand, as anything, you want to support and uplift, especially right now when so many people are dealing with so much. And then the third one is give up control. And that's a little bit of what we talked about before mm. is really let the consumer decide on what they're comfortable with, because I think comfort levels are going to continue to be different for everyone for a very long time. So how does that translate to, to a website? I think a soft message saying we value your safety somewhere at the top would be would be a good way to approach it. Uh, I think similarly in the physical location itself, it should be on the front door. And then what steps you take to really make it safe for them and then give them options of interacting with your business. If let's say a dentist, right? Uh, if, if you have like a, some kind of dental issue you want a consultation about, maybe offer some kind of virtual, at least like a consultation, right? Before you determine if they need to come into the office or not. Uh, maybe offer off hours, right? Literally in that same notice of what we're doing, you could say for elderly and those at risk, we will do off hours during the evening when it's not as crazy in, in our office building. Um, I think I think that's our approach. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen as many people do that as the COVID alert at the top, like blinking. <laughs> um, but I, I think I think that's that's the move, and that that was the move when I presented this in January, and that's that's going to be the move in December. Uh, will mm. consumer behavior change uh, as COVID hopefully goes away? I think it'll change a little bit, but if you think about the people who are now doing online grocery shopping who have never done so in their lives. Um, I think they'll continue to do so. And I, I think a lot of these consumer behaviors are here to stay. I agree. And, you know, in anything, it's an opportunity, like you said, you know, and, and it comes back to the fundamentals. And I think that's an, I, I think that last one is really, really important. Give up control, let the consumer decide how they're connect with you, give them the opportunities to connect with you. 
And it's funny because I see so many people too on the side note, they'll put 8,000 social media links on their website and then, you know, barely tell them how, how you can email or text or call. <laughs> so I, I think that's fantastic. This is great advice. And if someone wants to follow you, you can go to alexmellon.com too. And there's a lot of awesome materials on there too, correct? Yeah. yeah. So if you go to alexmellon.com, A-L-E-X-M-E-L-E-N dot com at the bottom left are all my social media stuff uh definitely connect i love chatting with people i live and breathe all this digital stuff i have for geez over 20 years now so i'm more than happy to help anyone with any questions or any chats they want to have yeah make sure to go follow him on linkedin as well and check out smart sites go check out all the reviews too and check <laughs> out how they've i mean that review page is fantastic i love it because it's it shows what type there's so many things about it i could analyze because i think people make that page so incorrectly uh alex thank you so much for being thank on you. i appreciate it and thank you all for taking alex and i on your journey uh make sure to check out alex it's in the show notes if you're on listening to the podcast if you're looking at this on youtube it's down below there'll be links um, connect with them. Tell me you saw them on here. And uh, this has been Ein Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads. Better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 